Hello and welcome back to another exciting episode of Anime Tour Bus. It's me, your non-expert Eric. And who's that sitting right next to me? Well, that's you, listener. So I have my Game Boy Color here, and obviously I'm going to keep that. And I got uh, Legend of Zelda Seasons and the, the, uh, the Time one, which those are classics. And Pokemon Blue version. Everyone has red or yellow. Like, I, I'm the one of you. I got the blue. What do you got there? Oh, oh, pictures of your ex. Yeah, you really gotta, you, I know you guys took some cute Polaroids together, but like, you gotta, you gotta let those, Metzger, we're talking about things that are kind of hard to let go of. We both brought like the, a box of, of items that like, you know, when we're putting it, does it bring me joy or not? We've got to let it go. Here's a wallet from when I was like six and it only holds like three and a half coins. But like I was little and I kind of liked how I made the little squish sound thing when I, when I popped it close. Um, listener, I, that's just some bubble gum. It's, it looks like it hasn't been chewed yet, but it also looks like it's from the Paleolithic era. Mesker, you ever have one of those, like, boxes full of things that, like, you, you had a hard time letting go? Did I ever explain to you that my grandmother... Have you seen... You've seen the labyrinth, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your grandma was a hoarder. We know this. She No, she's not a hoarder, but, like... She definitely attaches memories to things. Yeah. And when I moved into a place that had a basement, she definitely pulled the kind of the vibe from um, the labyrinth where they're in the landfill. And she's like, oh, and you're going to want your bear. You can't remember how much you used to like your bear. And oh, and you got to have this. And yeah, yeah, no, I remember. Yeah. I remember exactly the lady. Yeah. So, yeah, my basement's full of that shit, is what I'm getting at. Like, right now, your basement? Yeah, uh-huh. I've already tried to get rid of a lot of it, but, like, there's just so much. Yeah, it's a it's a pile you gotta dig through. Um, I, I, I really struggled, because I, I made the mistake of, like, you know, hanging on to it through uh, two different moves, of which, you know, for the when when i moved from one place to another it stayed in a box for a really long time and just never got like pulled out or used or like i might need like one thing out of it but then it was just like and i i managed to transport it all the way across the world to where i live now and um i was like you know unpacking and i i, I don't have the biggest space here just because it's all kind of cram packed i'd say i have a good space but uh, nothing that really, I can't justify excess. So I was going through stuff and I was just like, I, I need to let go. And, um, I, I threw away a lot of stuff like childhood pictures and like, you know, uh, old, old, like things that I did have memories attached to. And I, I had difficulty letting go of, and, uh, it was hard, you know? I mean, it is very hard. I suggest on most of those things, you just scan it or take a photo and set up a Google Drive. Nah, hard cut, hard break. Gotta, gotta let go. That's because Eric only works in extremes. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of extremes, this amazing podcast that you're listening to is obviously an anime podcast. I said, and is extreme. And is extreme. 
with Mountain Dew. Uh, get get your Doritos spicy flavor. No, um, we we are not sponsored by either of those. Please do not buy those on our behalf. Uh, so, Mesker, we've been watching some animes. Yeah, as we are want to do. Um, you are the expert in kind of this anime journey that we've been going on. Um, and I am the non-expert who's just, you know, here hanging out. Um, I, I basically don't watch anime unless it's for this podcast. And that's kind of been the thing is like forcing me to, to kind of culture dip, if you will, into, uh, this other form of media. And, uh, Metzger, I have, I'm going to have a really hard time letting this season go. Oh, only half of it. Well, literally the one half that you're referring to that that is the the less difficult one. The last episode was titled I didn't want to let you go. Yeah. I didn't want to let go. It's technically not the end either cuz as we learned there's a whole other half and it just won't be out until later. Yeah. Um but like for us. <laughs> it... But for us it what you know for me, it was definitely one of those I'll never let go Jack moments. Yeah. As I'm slowly letting go. I, uh, I, so, obviously, listener, we're talking about uh, our two anime that we watched, which is Buddy Daddies and Sugar Apple Fairy Tale. Um, and Sugar Apple Fairy Tale, uh, of course a story about a girl who makes sugar confections and she was taught by her mother and when losing her mother she decides that she wants to you know kind of honor her mother's memory allow her mother's soul to pass on by winning this uh big sugar uh confection contest and she lives in a world where uh for lack of a better way to say it uh fairy slavery exists and uh, she's trying to deal with that while also, you know, um, dealing with the belief that, like, fairies are equals, they are our friends, and, um, you know, what exactly that means as far as uh, her life and the world around her. Uh, Buddy Daddies, we watched, which was about uh, two uh, buddies who uh, are killers, they're paid assassins, and uh, they, you know, uh, somewhat adopt this girl who their father they kill and the mother has abandoned her and they deal with. And then they of, also kill. And then they well, she dies um, and they deal with kind of the consequences of what it means to live as uh, assassins and also be dads. And uh, the entire season wrapped up uh, just for us this week. Um, so there's nothing really more that, to add on besides like we didn't really like Sugar Apple Fairy Tale nearly as much as Buddy Daddies. Didn't dislike it? Oh, okay. As much as Buddy Daddies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was going to be awfully hard for anything to stack up to Buddy Daddies, if we're going to be completely honest. It was going to be incredibly difficult for anything to hit quite as hard as that one did. Metzger, can you give me a synopsis of the last episode of Buddy Daddies? Uh, There's a final showdown for Ray's independence between him and his father. And then a massive time skip to let us all know that it's going to be okay. Metzger, my... 
I personally think that Buddy Daddies did Spy X better than Spy X did. Oh, yes. And they're going for two different things. I they're, they're adjacent. It's not like don't think of one of them as the generic of the other. No, 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 no. If anything, uh, Spy X is now the generic brand of Buddy Daddies. So I'm saying, don't don't treat them like that. That n- neither one of them is a generic for the other. They are entirely separate models that just so happen to have some of the same core components. I, what I like more about Buddy Daddies than Spy X is that it took brevity as a virtue and it told the story it wanted to tell and then it left the stage and it did so in a beautiful and compact way that and i mean that's not to say that things can't have multiple seasons but there were times of spy x family that like this felt like a filler episode or this felt like you know nothing uh or or you're not really progressing the plot or the plot is being intentionally kind of slowed down and withheld from you Uh, there's a bit of uh oh what do you call it when you uh draw out a campaign in order to make it longer and have a a longer runtime um i can't think of the word filler there's a lot of like filler in there um I don't know why I was expecting you to say I was I was waiting for something way different for it to just be filler. I I couldn't think of the word. Um, and filler is the closest that I had in my uh, mental thesaurus. Uh, so I like that it didn't ever kind of slow you down in that like we're just gonna drag this out and make you do a second season for no functional real reason. It like it took the story it wanted to say and it did it in a good way. And what I liked most about it, there's a part where Ray talks the most that we've ever heard him talk in this episode. Right. And there is a huge monologue as he's like standing down with his dad at the, at the culmination of the entire thing. Um, and that monologue has him going through every episode in order talking about the things that he loved and found beautiful about life and why it was worth living and why that life is objectively better than the life of a killer and i found that so emotionally compelling that i i was just flabbergasted that this was like you know an anime like this that this was an anime that we've chosen to watch. This might be the single best anime I think that we <laughs> have watched. Um, and it's it... called fucking Buddy Daddies. <laughs> you chose it because it was funny sounding. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, I sure did. I chose it because it sounded kind of like a really fucked up. It sounded like if you were to take Three's Company and translate it between multiple languages yeah. a million times. Yep. <laughs> if you're not willing to read manga, then selecting these animes gets a lot harder. 
And you don't like it when I read the manga, so it does make it way harder for me to pick things that I think are going to be engaging or that are good for our listeners or things that are just like super popular that aren't going to be, you know, pretty far along in their seasons. Yeah. So, um, and again, there's a huge difference between Buddy Daddies and um, Spike's family. Obviously. Mostly, well, I think, and I don't really want to look it up, so we're just going to have to go on my faith here. I believe that Spike's family is a Shonen Jump title. You know what Shonen Jump is? No, no. It's like the Japanese equivalent. This is a really far stretch of your Sunday funnies. That's interesting. So when you accuse it of having of like pacing issues that's essentially essentially like you accusing garfield of having pacing issues yeah i i get that it's kind of the nature of the beast and like i my challenge with it is like with each episode it feels lopsided whereas this they there's a, a greater emphasis usually on what it means to be the the daddy rather than like the killer part of it right even though that is half of the equation right um whereas with spy x it the challenge i have is that like oftentimes there's too much focus on the fact that he's a spy or the fact that she's an assassin and and you know those those things that don't really funnel in truly to the story it's almost like it needs to be 25% of each and then 50% of what it means to be a parent and a family and that those tend to get skewed. So Buddy Daddies doesn't come from a manga and I can't find if it's also, if it's based off of a light novel or not. So that's where it was allowed to be itself from the very beginning until the very end. And the only way that we have to view this media is through the medium of animation. I I realize that. And I perhaps I'm giving it too hard of a time or giving a spy X do, too hard of a time. Do I like it? Yes, absolutely. Do I like it more than spy X? Absolutely. I think that I'm having a hard way to say this, but I guess I'm just used to Shonen Jump titles and I'm used to I'm used to six seasons in a movie, right? (laughs) Fucking six seasons in a movie. Like, yeah, you get the community reference. Absolutely. It's my favorite show. (laughs) Would you say that community has pacing issues? Absolutely not. It is, if anything, it was too short-lived. Would would you say that uh, Community, would you say that any of the arcs that Community has in it, that Community would be as good as it is without any of those independent arcs? Oh, man. If we want to get into, if we want to be a Community Dissecting podcast, I am fucking here for it, Metzger. I will. We'll do a season and episode. I will. 
I will have at it. You kidding me? You Absolutely. you can't because you like gloss over way too much stuff. Like you know, some of the episodes for Community, I do love Community. Some of the episodes are absolute bangers, and some of them are pretty mid. I like, even mid episodes. It's it's that rule about Marvel. Even the the like worst Marvel movie, still a decent movie. Like even the mid episodes for Community, bangers. I love it. The one where the subway guy gets into Hondas. Uh, the Honda CRV. Are you kidding me? That's artisanal. They made that fresh from the oven. See what I'm thinking of. What I'm reflecting on is all of the. Uh... You say the paintball episodes. Every yeah. one of those is art. Yeah, but do you know what they remind me of in this moment? In this analogy. What? The tennis arc. No, because they're gimmicks. They last one episode. Most most of them are bottle episodes. Almost all of the community, with some exceptions, as like Troy dies off and and uh, fucking the old man, what Pierce Pierce literally dies off. Like with very few exceptions, they're they're bottle episodes. Um, Saying no. that like each episode is important to it even if they are bottle episodes and like, it didn't matter how ridiculous spy X family got all of those arcs are important in the long run. I suppose I've just been, I suppose I've just been blue balled long enough by um, spy X that I'm frustrated with it. And then I see buddy daddies and I'm like, why can't you do that? You say blue balled when like at the end of it, Lloyd almost shot a dog. That feels, yeah. Yeah, it feels like they almost, yeah. They you almost wanted, shot a dog. You just, it's like, almost should have. But then he doesn't. He just karateed the dog into a dumpster. Here's the difference. The stakes were not real enough for you in Spy X Family. And that's Absolutely. where you're having problems. Yeah. It's not, it's not the pacing. Because, like, we had some really stupid stuff happen in Buddy Daddies. Like, we just did the sports festival. Yeah, but that lasted an episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The tennis arc was three episodes. But also Spy X Family was 24 episodes. Okay. So, Metzger, let's... We're, we're skipping over parts here, which shame on you for letting me do that so arrogantly. Um, we resolve the last words, man. We do. That's a, that was a pretty, um, I don't know if we remember a couple of episodes ago, I told you that I had read a comment, someone had trolled everyone, and had left a comment on one of the videos that said, man, I hope the rumors about Buddy Daddy's having a sad ending aren't true. <laughs> what a troll. And I took that to absolute heart, man took that and i every episode from then on baited breath when does mary die when does the daddies die and mary's left on her own when did yeah yeah like straight up when does ray die and kazuki has to like raise her by himself when, when is it only papa ray and no one else oh Oh, that would be the worst time. Community worst timeline. Papa Kazuki dies, Miri dies, and Ray kills his dad. 
So um, last words, man, is obviously in, they they drop Mary off. Mary is left in preparation for her uh, Christmas musical that night. Uh, has everything that she needs and stuff. They we get one last uh, view of our bartender friend who's been looking out for us and all that. And the implication is made like I'm not gonna run any errands for you. You guys be there for her. Um, I'm tired of your shit. And so they they straight up like say the thing that like no other anime, no other show has the balls to do. Hey, we don't really have like a, an option here. So we're going to go up against the organization and uh, they literally just like charge in. And there's a fun line as like they're they're like, oh, hey, guards at the gates and stuff like that. And the guards take their, their weapons and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, you missed a weapon. Ray is a human weapon. And then Ray breaks out the kachas. We didn't have very many one-liners. We didn't have too many like hokey one-liners or anything like that throughout that this was entire the one. season. That was the well, one. There was one in the episode before too. So like the last two episodes, they really start laying these one-liners on thick, and I'm not upset about it. Yeah, and it's great, honestly. Like I I was very into the like moment where they're suddenly like all right let's go and i love the like fun thing of like all right there's eight guys inside i'll take six you take two (laughs) like okay um and like it's it's fine and so as they're charging you know head first through it's it's a bullet blaze you know running gun situation uh there is our guy who does the last words, I think his name starts with O, Agina or something like that. He's uh, he's there and obviously walking around like Frankenstein. He only shoots his gun like from his torso, but he's also a very good shot doing that. And it's pretty buck wild. Um, he's also like, yeah, he is taking on Ray with like a pretty like equal amount of of skill and uh criticism they did the anime thing where instead of just walking up on him and just quietly shooting him in the back of the fucking head yeah they kept being like ah! you know yeah and finally they they do like there's this moment of like when does uh the one woman uh when because that's what Kazuki says, like, hey, you can't kill me. You entrust me with the one woman's uh, last words. And he tricks him into following him and stuff like that. The fight continues. Uh, finally, Kazuki's kind of down and he brings up the fact that, like, you know, she said Miri as her last words. And then the guy's like, oh, that seems trivial. Yes, a daughter that she uh, felt some level of connection to. Just like some shitty, like, sociopathic description of it. And Kazuki's straight up, like, ready to explode him and also himself. Like, well, you're going to go down with me. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it's buck wild. And then, uh, long story short, he ends up with a knife through his throat. Uh, yeah, his last words is a gurgle. And his whole notebook of him collecting stuff goes up in flames as they toss the uh, the lighter back. So his whole life's work of collecting that stupid little notebook is gone. Yeah. Ray says, hey, I need to handle this part by myself. And he goes and talks to his dad and has that monologue I talked about at the beginning 
Um, at which point the dad's like, you know, even if you kill me, because uh, there's obviously like a, a, a one shot each kind of thing. Um, even if you kill me, the other, the rest of the organization, pointing to a much larger organization, will come after you. And uh, we, he's dealing with that. And Ray says, well, I'm useless to you like this. And then shoots his own right arm. As you do. Um, it hangs limply from his body, implying that he's done some like very serious nerve damage to it. Um, or, or like muscular damage and stuff. And he's like, uh, you wouldn't have me like this now. And he's uh, the the dad begrudgingly agrees, and with that, the dad is left alive, shot through the shoulder, but not seemingly in any way that matters. Ray is shot through his arm, but only because of himself. Um, and our two boys leave injured, broken, a bullet hole each. Uh, and they steal a car. Steal a car because they wreck theirs into the building. Um, and also it's full of bullets. Uh, and uh, leave and go see Mary. And Mary's nervous. She's looking around. Where's my dad at? Where are they? And then she She's sees them walking, broken and bruised. But in Santa suits. But in Santa suits to hide the blood. Metzger. What yeah. happens after the Christmas party? We get a huge time skip. Can you can you talk to me about the time skip? What do we see? Miri is going to go to her first day of high school. And her papas are still together. They're still being her papas. And they now own a restaurant. And they just live normal lives. Ray is a one-trick pony because he finally learned to make the French toast, and that's all he can do. And Kazuki, I guess, makes everything else on the menu. <laughs> yeah. But the implication is everything's going to be okay. Uh, Kazuki is over here like, I'm so glad I didn't mess up as a father and you became a hussy. Yeah, she's, she's like, what? He's like, parenting is hard. Um, and there's a cute moment of them, like, you know, as they take it's, a selfie. as it's going through all the different pictures of them throughout the story, throughout their various adventures and stuff. And it is genuinely cute and adorable. And I walked away thinking, wow, what a great anime. I love a good one season anime. Absolutely. Now, there are some really good long form animes. There are some really good six seasons in a movie, but most of the time, my favorite animes are just one, two, or three seasons long. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, I mean, that's more time than most movies have. Like, that's uh, in total minutes. Like, yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's like the Goldilocks zone. You get enough time to fully flesh out a character but you don't have so much time that you run out of viable character development for the person. Absolutely. And it gives you the ability to shorthand things about characters without genuinely shorthanding it. 
like a lot of times movies will play tricks of like oh there's a dream sequence or like oh there's a i don't know like a vision or they're told to by an oracle or or whatever like bullshit shorthand movie nonsense that that comes through and that works in movies but like in episodes of an anime like you don't have to shorthand for your uh for your overall arc to work and and I like that like they didn't I think shortcut with these characters we felt who these characters were and we we were able to uh, gain that in 12 episodes and I mean a lot of the characters were given the room that they needed to shine like they got to have center stage when they needed it and then it got to fall back do you want a sneak peek into next season? I'm, again, finding it hard to let go. But yes, Metzger, let's look ahead. I have only got one thing locked in so far. All I'm having right. a very hard time. Okay. Metzger, we had great, like, uh, success this season just with the season of Metzger. Like, your choices just fucking worked out. Yeah, sometimes I overthink things. And it shows. Sometimes I just do with what I want and I and I just rock it and win. And sometimes I overthink shit and mm. it it doesn't always work. We get Wonder Egg priority. God damn. <laughs> I, di I didn't hate Wonder Egg. I I had frustrations with Wonder Egg priority that were adequately expressed during that season. Yeah, I do think also Wonder Egg probably would have hit different now for you, where you maybe had some more shorthand. Absolutely. Into like the cultural aspects, like as you're slowly picking up more and more of like how the Japanese handle situations, how they talk, especially their school system. Yeah. You probably would feel a little bit different, but not so much different. You need Comey before you can have Wonder Egg. That's what I think. The one thing that I know for sure is we're doing a show called Hell's Paradise. Sounds solid to me. It's being called a part of the Dark Trio. And we I feel obligated. I don't know if I'm going to be able to stomach it. I think this is going to be one of those animes where I roll my eyes at it a lot. Where it's going to be a little too edgelord. But we've watched two of the three corners of the dark trio what are the dark trio so it is chainsaw man chainsaw man and ooh give me a think second about it give me a second i mean hold up so like are you gonna say jujitsu kaisen yeah okay because I was like, I didn't find Jujutsu Kaisen like that dark, but like it did have the. Okay, I I see this. Okay, you Continue. forgot what they did to Jumpy. Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I sometimes Jumpy haunts me. <laughs> <laughs> all these, all these seasons, all these animes later, sometimes I still think of Jumpy and just how they put him in the fucking outro. Until they killed him and then took him out. And it's like, what a nice touch. But the, <laughs> the reason why those are called that is because, remember, these are all shonens, And there yep. became this very big trend and turning point where where shonens are still shonens, but they kind of, some of them have grown up and are appealing 
they still have the foundation of the shonen, but the they... God of War effect. Yeah, no, for sure. You know the God of War effect, right? Yes. Okay. We go from you know like Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, etc., to Jujutsu Kaisen, and when when you do that, you're like, holy fuck! And then you go Chainsaw Man, and you're like, no one is safe. And now Hell's Paradise. I am kind of looking forward to some pieces of it. I've already seen the first episode. Um, I don't want to ruin anything for you, but the description for it is a group of criminals and executioners are sent to a remote island to retrieve the elixir of life. So it's a chainsaw man, but they're samurais and ninjas. I mean, I... Hey, here's a fun fact about Eric. I'm formally sword trained. Like, not... Not not the best. Like, I'm no... That's not my specialty. But I have, like... Uh, I could beat, like, 99% of people in a sword fight. Like... I'm gonna and- need you to try and suspend a lot of that when you're watching this. Because this is gonna be anime. <laughs> Well, but I'm, I can get into, like, the samurai thing is what I'm trying to say. Okay, all right. Because you know it's going to be a lot of that, like, draw your sword faster than you can blink, and now they're on the other side of the room, and someone's head's falling off. It's, you know, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. You do, the, okay. you do the jump lunge, and then, like, their body kind of, like, holds there for a second, and then it split slides in half. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. with you. Okay, so then some of our our runners up for second slot. There's one called Mashal, which is magic and muscles. <laughs> Hold up. Hold up, we found it. Got it in <laughs> one. Mesker, no need to continue. <laughs> Mesker, oh, I didn't tell you this. I uh, started a new book series on Audible today. It's called Obsidian Sun. It's pretty fucking great. It's featured in uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, and uh, features a man who is a wizard in modern times, very Harry Dresden-esque character, and the very first thing, they do like a, they've told me that this is immoral, that what I'm doing is heinous and wrong and a crime, but I can't help but do it for the thrill. And then he fucking cow tips the Minotaur. Okay, that sounds like something. And all I'm saying is, magic and muscles, that's my shit. That's okay, what you, I do. Would you like to know what it's actually about? Nope. Are you sure? Mm, okay, yeah, you actually... This is this is a very important thing about it, Eric. If you press me at all, I give in. Do you know what One Punch Man is? Absolutely, I do. Okay, now take that and mix it with Harry Potter. Mm. Yeah, I'm in. Okay. The entire world is Harry Potter. I was actually just watching uh, the sixth Harry Potter movie. And uh, except the boy who lived has zero magical powers. Okay. Zero. But he's just so goddamn strong. <laughs> like, he can ride a broom, not because he can ride the broom, but because he can just, like, jump high enough with the broom. To where it's like he's flying? I, I'm i already convinced. No, I need this now. Okay. I don't know if it has an overarching story or if it's just going to be goofs. I hope that it's nothing but goofs, honestly. Okay. Uh, my sources have just told me that there is a story. All okay. right. 
So that's it then. Never mind. We Magic did it. Magic and muscles and Magic. Hell's Paradise. Hell, yep. We'll we'll check with the refs at halftime. We'll we'll look at the we'll look at the scores. We'll see with the touchdowns and Metzger. It's hard to let go. Um, and we're saying goodbye to Buddy Daddies. We're saying goodbye to Sugar Apple Fairy Tale. A little bit easier to let go of. Um, and we're saying goodbye to you, listener, at least this week. Um, we'll be back again next week. Hey, you can check us out on Instagram at Anime Tour Bus, on Twitter at Anime underscore Bus, and me, you, and weeboo.wordpress.com. I also have a podcast called Science Snacks with the latest and greatest of new and upcoming science. One of the new episodes coming out is about the science behind finding motivation, uh, which I think everybody can relate to. Um, if you want to see Nobel Prize winning work or, you know, just new and weird science check it out where podcasts are found near you listener it's hard to let you go but as we pull up to the stop i hope that you have a great time and we'll see you next week bye from that one.